nature is a rhythmic harmony, but the artificiality that man has imposed on her, the engineering that he has carried out on her, the mechanical knowledge that he has thrown to the stream, they have created obstruction in many places. They have stopped the flow, and the river is blamed. The man is bad, the seed is poisonous. I want to draw your attention to the fact that the fundamental obstacles have been built by man, created by himself. Otherwise, the river of love could flow freely and reach the ocean of God. Love is something inherent in man. If obstacles are removed with discernment, love can flow. Love can rise to reach God, the supreme sublime. What are these man-made impulsions? In the first place, the most obvious obstruction has been the opposition to sex. The approval of the passion, this prohibition has destroyed the possibility of love born in man. And the simple truth is that sex is the starting point of love. Sex is the beginning of the journey in pursuit of love. The origin, the gangotry of the Ganges of love is sex, passion. And everyone behaves as if this were the enemy. All cultures, all religions, all gurus, all prophets and seers have attacked this gangotry this source and the river has stopped up there the public voice has always said that sex is a sin it is irreligious sex is poison we never realize that ultimately is it is the sexual energy itself that travels and reaches the ocean of love Love is the transformation of sexual energy. Love flowers from the seed of sex. Only the energy of sex can blossom into love. But the whole world, including the great thinkers of man, is against him. The opposition does not allow the seed to germinate. The place of love is sabotaged in the stage of building the foundations. Hostility against sex has destroyed the possibility of love. Coal is deprived of the possibility of turning into a diamond. It is because of this fundamental misconception that no one feels the need to go through the stage of acceptance, development and transformation of sex. How can we transform something of which we are enemies, against which we oppose, which we are in constant war? A constant struggle against his energy has been imposed on men. You are thought to fight against energy, to oppose sexual trends. The mind is poison, therefore he fights against it. But the mind is on the man and the sex too. And yet man is expected to be free from internal conflict.
he is expected to have a harmonious existence. He must fight against conflicts and also make peace with them. Those are the teachings. On the one hand, make the man go crazy, and on the other, he builds madhouses to subject him to treatment. He spreads the germs of the disease and builds, in parallel, hospitals to cure it. Another important consideration is that man can, cannot be separated from sex. Sex is his primary point. It is from there that he is born. God has accepted the energy of sex as the starting point of creation. The great men consider it a sin. And God himself does not consider it so. If God considers sex as a sin, it means that there is no sinner greater than God in this world, in the universe. Have you ever thought that the flowering of a plant is an expression of passion, a sexual act? A peacock dances in all the glory of it, and a poet will make a son of it. A saint will also be overjoyed. But they don't know that dance is also an open expression of passion. It is also fundamentally a sexual act. Who does the peacock want to please with his dance? The turkey is calling his beloved, his mate. The birds sing. A man reaches adolescence. A girl transforms into a woman. What is all this? What game is this? All of these are indices of love, sexual energy. These are transformed forms of sex expression of love. They bubble with energy, acknowledge and accept sex, life, the whole life, all acts, attitudes, tendencies, all flourishes correspond to the primary sexual energy. Culture, religion is pure poison against sex in the mind of men. They are trying to create a conflict, a war. Man is struggling against his primary, primal energy, and thus he has become weak and strange, crude and vulgar, lacking in love and full of nothing. We must be friends and not enemies of sex. The principle of sex should be elevated to pure hate. A wise man while blessing the newly married couple, say to the bride, May you be the mother of the ten children, and may your husband eventually become your eleventh child. If passion is transformed, the wife can become a mother. If lust is transcended, sex can be transformed into love. Only sexual energy can blossom into loving force. But we have filled men with opposition to sex. The net product of this is that love uh, does not flourish, because this is a later stage, which can only be possible if sex is accepted. Love could not grow due to closed opposition. 
On the contrary, sex, stirring within the consciousness of man, is clouded by sexuality. The moral conscience of man is becoming more and more sexual. Our songs, poems, paintings, and even the idol figures in the temple are virtually centered around sex, because our minds are also rotating around the sexual axis. No one of the animals in the world is as sexual as men. The man is sexual everywhere, wherever he wants him to look at him, awake or asleep, in his manner as well as in his etiquette. He is always obsessed with sex. Due to rejection, opposition, suppression, man is ruined within himself. He could not free himself from that which is the root of life. But due to his constant internal conflict, his entire being has become neurotic. He is sick. This obvious flood of human sexuality is due to so-called leaders and saints. They are to blame for this and the possibility of love flourishing will remain nil until man frees himself from these teachers, school principals, custodians, vanguardists, and his pseudo-sermons. The bob of celibacy is adopted by one part, while the other party, who is crazy about sex, crying out for what God has implanted in men. Repressed people are very dangerous because inside there is an active volcano. Externally, they are filled with rigid represented rituals, but the lock of expression is deeply wounded within. And please remember that a forced achievement cannot be uninterrupted and completed due to the immense effort that deliberations require. You must necessarily relax at some point. You will have to rest. How long can I keep my first clean sheet? 24 hours. The more I press it, the more I will get tired and the sooner I will open it. Push yourself harder. Put in more energy and the sooner you will get tired and the reaction will be the opposite and just as quickly. The palm can stay open all the time, but it cannot stay tight all the time. Sometimes that is so trying cannot be a natural way of life. If you force it, you will necessarily need a period to rest. Thus, the holier the adept, the more dangerous he will be. In 24 hours of repressions, even following the norms of the scriptures, he will have to relax for an hour, sometime. During this rest period, all the sins of the world will appear in waves, and you will find yourself in the middle of hell. Sex has become an obsession, a disease, a pervasion. He's poisoned 
due to the condemnation to which he has been subject. Children are taught from the earliest age that sex is sin. Girls are told, boys are warned that sex is sin. A girl grows up, a child grows up, adolescence is coming, they get married, and so begins a journey to passion, with the established conviction that sex is sin. The girl is also told that her husband is a god. How can she reverate like a god someone who leads her to sin? The boy is told that she is his wife, his partner. The scriptures affirm that the woman is the entrance to the hell, a source of sin. The boy has a living hell as a life partner. The boy thinks, is this my beloved half? My beloved half destined for hell, oriented to sin? How can there be harmony in his life? Traditional teachings have destroyed the marital life of the whole world. When there are prejudices about marital life, when it is poisoned, there is no possibility of love if husband and wife cannot freely love each other, which is inherent and very natural. Who is going to love whom? This agonizing situation, this turbulent love, can be purified. It can be raised to such great heights that it can break down all barriers, resolve all complex, and pugly join to pure and divine joy. This sublime thing is possible. But if the same seed is destroyed, if it is a dried up, poisoned, What can grow from it? How could it become a rose of supreme love? Similarly, if there is no love between husband and wife, you will make an unfortunate mistake if you believe that the husband who does not really love his wife can love his children. It will be possible for the wife to love her children to some degree that she loves her husband because the child is the reflection of her husband. If there is no love for the husband, how could there be love for the son? And if the son is not given love, nurturing and raising is not loving, how do you expect him to love his mother or her father? A family is a unit of life. The world itself is also one big family, but family life is poisoned by the condemnation of sex. And then we pray that love is nowhere present. In this circumstance, how can you expect there to be love? Even though everyone affirms that they do love, mother, wife, son, brother, sisters, friends, They all say that they do love. But if you look at life in this totality, you will not see love in it. If so many people are full of love, there should be a shower of love. 
there should be a garden full of flowers, flowers, and flowers. If there were a love lamp in every home, how much love light should there not be in the world? Instead, we see a great, bright aura of aversion. There is not a single rate of love in this sorry state of affairs. It is a snobbery to believe that love is present everywhere. And as long as we remain immersed in this illusion, the search for truth cannot even be. Here, no one loves anyone, and as long as natural sex is not accepted without reservation, there can be no love. Until then, no one can love anyone. What I want to say is this, that sex is divine. The basic and primary energy of sex has in itself the reflection of God. This is evident, as you have the energy to create a new life. And this is the greatest and most mysterious force. Stop being your enemy. If you want a shower of love in life, give up conflicts with sex. Accept sex with joy. Recognize it as sacred quality. Receive it with gratitude and accept it more and more deeply. You'd be surprised to find out just how sacred sexual love reveals itself the more you give it sacred as a cryptance. And the more sinful and irreverent your attitude, the uglier and more sinful sex will be reflected. When no one approaches the wife, he should have a sacred feeling as if he is going to a temple. And when the wife approaches the husband, she should feel full of reverence as if she is approaching God. For in sex, lovers experience intercourse. And that stage is very close to the temple of God, where he manifests himself in a creative variety of ways. And my guess is that man got the first shining gameplay of Samadhi, non-cognitive contemplation in human history during sexual intercourse. Only during intercourse did men realize that it is possible to experience such deep love, such luminous bliss. And those who meditate on this truth, on the correct mental attitude, on this phenomenon of sex and sexual intercourse, came to the conclusion that in the moments of climax, the mind is emptied of thoughts. All thoughts live in those moments, and this mental emptiness, this emptiness, this nothingness, this freezing of the mind is the cause of the reign of pure divine joy. Having deciphered the secret up to this point, the men went even deeper to see if the mind can be freed from thoughts. If the thought waves of consciousness can be stilled by some other process and still obtain such a great pure ecstasy. And this is how yoga, meditation and prayer developed. 
the new approach proved that even without intercourse, consciousness can be stilled and the thoughts evaporated. The delight of prodigious proportion that is obtained during sexual act can also be experienced without intercourse. However, the act of intercourse, due to the very nature of process, can only be momentary, since in it the vigor, the flow of energy is consumed.